0: the flooding in Lismore has left its mark on the community 12 months on. But amid the rise of climate emergencies across the country over the last few years, what toll is it taking on the nation's mental health? Well, according to a new report from the Climate Council, Australians are worried, very worried, about future extreme weather events. Dr Simon Bradshaw is the Climate Council's Research Director and joins us in the studio. Simon, welcome.
1: Very good morning, PK. Good to be with you.
0: Your report looks at the level of climate trauma in the country. Just define that for me. What is climate trauma?
1: Well, we ran a poll of nearly 2,000 Australians, and we found that nearly 80% of Australians have experienced some form of extreme weather disaster over the last few years. And we asked them about the impact that it had, and almost 50% said that they'd experienced some kind of mental health challenges. This was symptoms of anxiety, of depression, symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder... Those numbers are quite staggering and it really does show just how big an impact climate change is having on our mental well being and how fundamental action on climate change is gonna to be to protecting our mental well being in the future.
0: So just to clarify, this is direct impact of a climate Uh, emergency of some sort rather than just reporting or hearing about other people's experiences?
1: Oh, this is impact of various extreme weather disasters. This is uh, deadly heat waves, uh, devastating fires, the kind of extreme floods we've sadly seen down the East Coast over the last year or two. And these are all disasters that we know are being made worse by climate change. And the toll of these is obviously being felt in physical impacts, but very clearly upon our mental well-being, causing anxiety, causing depression. And we're very grateful to the hundreds who, you know, came forward with their stories, what they'd been through. Offering practical suggestions, and certainly our thoughts are very much with those in Lismore in particular mm. today, and you know hearing those testimonies just now.
0: Now, the Climate Council actually conducted this research with help from Beyond Blue. Mm. For for our listeners, that's how you you got these results. Who did you find out was experiencing the climate trauma? Um, you said directly affected by mm. events, but what kind of people are we talking about here?
1: Well, it's right around the country, from our cities to rural to remote Australia, but there are some clear patterns here. It won't surprise people to hear that there is a very clear rural-urban divide. People in rural, regional, remote Australia are more likely to have experienced severe bushfires or floods On top of that, more likely to have had difficulty accessing the mental health support that they need, uh, more likely to worry that their state or territory governments or emergency services aren't sufficiently prepared. So it's absolutely crucial we're listening to those communities on the front lines and responding accordingly. Beyond that, uh, younger people, women, more likely to be more worried and anxious about what's coming. And of course, none of us are immune to these impacts, but they are felt disproportionately and we need to be alive to those differences.
0: How big was the difference between young and old people?
1: Uh, I haven't got the exact numbers in front of me, but it definitely was much higher when you got younger. And there's obvious reasons for this. I mean, the younger you are, the more skin you've got in the game. And also what was clear is that people's anxieties are strongly exacerbated by a well-founded fear that the world and their own government is not doing enough to protect them. So as well as providing adequate access to mental health support, as well as supporting communities to adapt, to thrive and to bounce back, Take incredible strong action to get our emissions plummeting this decade, to get out of fossil fuels. That is crucial to our mental well being as well, especially that of younger people.
0: So climate trauma in this report does relates to people who have experienced a climate emergency and also those who are thinking and worrying about the, the climate emergencies of the future, right?
1: There's absolutely those two elements, but I think we really do be thinking, especially today on this challenging anniversary, about all those Australians who've been through, whether it was the East Coast floods, whether it was the Black Summer fires, whether it was other similarly devastating events. And the other thing we found is that, that these have a long tail. I mean, there's the initial acute disruption that Mm. people go through. There's then a prolonged and very difficult period. And we also found that that's very much compounded by the stress of not being able to move forwards, of not knowing if you'll get an insurance claim or if you'll be eligible for a buyback or dealing with all sorts of red tape. And I think that's the other thing that we're very aware of is Action to adapt, prepare for future disasters and investing more in the resilience of communities. We still spend way more on recovery than we do on just preparing for disasters. Tackling the root causes of climate change, but also ensuring that we are listening to and supporting communities who've been through a disaster and they're able to get back on their feet as soon as possible.
0: The report found that only one in nine people felt prepared for climate emergencies. It seems very low to me. Why is that?
1: Well, I think people are seeing their world change around them. And we're living through an age of climate consequences. We are paying the price for past inaction on climate change. Now, how bad things get is still very much within our hands. You know, The speed with which we rain in our emissions, move beyond coal and gas these coming years, that's going to be hugely consequential. But, of course, people are aware that due to past inaction, we are dealing with escalating extreme weather disasters. And that's going to take a tremendous proactive effort to get prepared, and it starts with listening to communities, building on local strength, supporting those local volunteers, but also having action from all levels of government in a coherent way. Guided by a national framework and properly resourced, we've got a lot of work to do to learn the lessons from these recent disasters and to be as prepared as we can.
0: I mentioned earlier that you've teamed up with um, Beyond Blue to do this research into the, the mental health impacts of mm. climate change and, and disasters. What is the benefit or of looking at that nexus or that connection? What is what are you trying to achieve from doing the research? Mm look we'd heard many stories of people's struggle with their mental well-being
1: having been through a disaster we'd also heard these many Great stories of communities bounding together to help each other out and to get themselves through. And the first thing we realise is there's a story here that has to be heard. I mean, this is about doing our part to give voice to some of those we've just been hearing from in Lismore and other parts of the country. I mean, we need to be hearing those voices, understanding just what's at stake with climate change, with worsening extreme weather disasters, understanding how we can all best support each other and ensure those who are right at the coalface of this are getting the support they need. So the reason for doing it is we know we're sitting on a real problem here, a very human dimension of the climate crisis that needs urgent attention through that better support to people on the ground. But also it's just the most fundamental reason for doing more to tackle the crisis in the first place is getting to grips with just how serious this impact is.
0: Dr Bradshaw, thank you. Thank you. Dr Simon Bradshaw is the Research Director at the Climate Council of Australia.